0: Shalom, I'd like to thank you for joining me. This is Amet, a.k.a. Shomerman. We are starting a new sefer of Torah, the sefer of Shemot, the book of Shemot, the book of Exodus. So with this book, my goal with the help of Hashem is to begin the C-Class series. So the C-Class series is... All sorts of puns, of course, because it wouldn't be right if it wasn't punny. But the first thing I want to bring up is Havengers, the Havenger class. So uh, maybe you are, maybe you're not currently a Havenger, but if you are a Lepidnik, if you are a follower of Mashiach and holding fast to the testimony of his name and the mitzvot, the commandments, then you're already a Havenger so uh, that's just how that goes. But anyway, Avenger is, I want to break down the word haver. Hover is the word that means beloved, brother, fellow, friend. This is what the Pharisees called one another. And the term is haverim in plural. And so um, when it comes to being a Avenger, If you're not pharisaical, if you're not for the sake of heaven, if you are not uh, beloved of your brother, like your brother's not beloved to you and you don't act beloved to your brother, then uh, you got to work on that. So the whole thing is, as Captain Israel so beautifully brought down in the Aliyah day for the fourth reading of Parashah Shemot for 5780, he talked about. Working as a team, and that's really what I love about this the most because what is the prerequisite for bringing the revelation of the Redeemer, i.e., the Savior, i.e., the one who will sustain us through exile and bring us into redemption, and what is the prerequisite for the giving of the Torah? it is none other than being guarantors for one another. As it says in tractate Shava Shavuot 39a, it's a beautiful uh, section of Talmud. If you ever get a chance to read that and it, it, uh, one of the, uh, the flash grenades of that section is how we can sin and um, it actually affects the world and we are liable for the world's sin as well. So it's not any stretch that the Messiah would die for the sins of the world since we as Jews are responsible for that. So anyway, uh, but that's among many other wonderful details on that page. But I just want to bring up the fact that we are guarantors from one another. We are our brother's keeper. We have to work together and we have to be beloved to one another. Even the Rambot on the Musar Olam Hamidot study for honor this week as we um, finished out that whole section of Musar, which you're never finished with Musar, but that's another topic for another time. Just check out Musar with Batya every third day of the week around like two o'clock. So that's on the Lapid Judaism YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe and click that notification bell and stay up to date with the latest drops. Okay, but anyway, so she was talking on there about how, you know, we need to uh, how the interactions with one another need to be. Don't uh, go out ready to rebuke people. If someone offends you, don't go out looking to be offended. Uh, And when someone does offend you, give the other person a a opportunity, give them an opportunity to save face. Hey, I don't know if you meant to uh, do what you did to me, but I just want to let you know that was offensive That hurt my feelings or something like that. Give them an opportunity to be like, oh, well, you know what? I wasn't really paying attention. I didn't even know I did that. I didn't even realize, you know, things like that. So she brought down such beautiful uh, insights on that and some some very wonderful things to keep in mind as a Avenger. So as we go forward with the C class through Sefer Shemote, one of the things I really want to do is I want to click in onto the Basora passages, you know, because there is a Basura, which is a good news passage of reading for each Torah portion. So I don't know who came up with that. And I'll figure that out with the help of Hashem. But whoever did that, bless them, because it's so beautiful to be able to study the gospel accounts while you're studying the Torah So that you remain connected to the words of Messiah as you're studying the essence of Messiah. Really, the words of Messiah are his essence anyway. So how about that? You know, you're going to hear his voice and hear his essence as you read his essence and study his essence, which is the weekly Torah portion and the Besorah portion. So... One of the other things I wanted to think about was, you know, making this more topical focused as opposed to just reading through a bunch of insights, because the wonderful thing of having sources and knowing where they are and being able to read these things off to you. Well, the more important part is how are we living day to day? What kind of lifestyle are we presenting not only to those who see us, but to our own four walls. If your house, if your car, if wherever you live, whether it's a house, an apartment, a mobile home, whatever, you know, if you live in the clouds, you know, I'm jealous. But uh, yeah, if those places, those environments had a testimony about you, what would they say? Now. Double-edged sword, obviously, because I'm like, man, I better have my act together, you know, which all of us, Bezrat Hashem, are what's called a work in progress. So whip it, whip it good, as Devo would say, uh, WIP, whip, like work in progress. Yep, that's what I did. Anyway, so, and Devo can be short for devotional. Your Your life should be a daily devotional. Anyway, uh, so as we're entering into Sefer Shemot, one of the things we see right off the gate is that we're in exile. We're in the heavy throes of the super intense final stages of the exile and headed towards the redemption. The Redeemer is being born. He goes away. He comes back. Yep, that happens in the Torah. So the Redeemer is born, shows up. He, you know... Halfway begins doing everything and then he leaves and then he comes back. So, yeah, if you want to talk about patterns, Messiah Yeshua completely fits that pattern. So, and I want to also make sure that we, as delicately as possible, really speak to the fact of Christianity because, you know, one of the things that really hit me. This is a, a personal account that uh, happened to me. So part of C-Class, class is kind of in session. So we're just hanging out till class needs to start. But right now on in this intro, I want to bring up the fact that I was questioned by a gentleman who noticed that I wear, as he calls, tassels. Obviously, they're called ZZ. zit, But uh, he beckoned me over via a third party someone who was closer to me he's like hey can you let that guy know come over you know he doesn't even know my name or anything I don't know his name I see him from time to time and passing by you know he's a co-worker of mine so I just you know hey how's it going every day you know when I see him and he's like hey what's up you know kind of thing so we have this encounter right so I'm Shower Man, and typically I don't walk around with my suit on and I should and I always tell myself never go without your suit and you would think with my bleeding edge armor that I have where it just appears onto me I would be totally fine but no guards were weighed down didn't really think anything about it so Before I finish this, I want to let you know I'm telling you this because maybe you have already experienced this. Maybe you're yet to experience it and maybe you just experienced it. So wherever you fall within that gamut, just be aware that whenever you get ready to have an interaction with someone who's going to question you about your Jewishness, who's going to question you about your faith, question you about your religion, questioning you about your lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, because it'll come in all those different facets. It's like, oh, so what's your faith? You know, are you a believer? Or are you not? You, you, Oh, you're Jewish. Okay. Is your mother Jewish? Da, 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 da. Like they're gonna, you're going to get hit up with all the questions. Oh, really? Are you the, is your parents Jewish? Like, are you first generation or you're a convert? Oh my goodness. You're a convert. Like, you know, and the hype and hype, it builds, it builds, and right before, like, things just really just take off, you get shanked, you just get shivved right in your left pancreas, I don't know if which side of your pancreas is on, but whatever, like, you get shivved in the spleen, and the kidney, it's a kidney shot, like, out of nowhere, you're just like, I thought we were about to have some kosher cookies, and I'm bleeding out on the ground, like, what in the world, you know, so, Anyway, so back to my story. So keep that in mind cuz this it literally it just happened to me. So, I'm talking to him, I'm like, "Hey, what's what's going on? Uh you call me over?" He's like, "Yeah." And he reaches out to shake my hand. I'm like, "Oh, okay. Hey, how's it going?" He's like, "Hey. Uh so yeah, you're you're Jewish?" I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Okay, cuz I noticed you were wearing the uh the tassels." And I was like, Okay, and he tried to say shalom aleikum. This is me judging favorably, but uh, he, he said some broken Hebrew term, and trust me, it was not asalam aleikum, like Muslim style, it wasn't that. So, if you ever hear that, that's that's Muslim, then we don't roll that way, but uh, yeah, that's our crazy uh, Uncle Ishmael Hashem, love him, all right, but anyway. Uh, Hashem or er, Sleka Yishmael actually made Shuva before the end of his life so his descendants I mean come on follow in step with your father right you know anyway uh, same thing we should be doing as descendants of Yaakov we should be doing the same thing Yaakov did Selah but anyway uh, cause that doesn't speak to Christianity. So it's kind of like if Yaakov is Christianity, then whoa, like what's going on? Is somebody, somebody out to lunch on Shabbat at a kosher, at a non-kosher restaurant? Cause, uh, we need to work on that. But anyway, so we're talking and he says that phrase and I'm like, um, uh, don't really know what you're trying to say. He's like, Oh, I thought you were Jewish. And I was like, I am. He's like, oh, I get it. You're Jew. You're not Jewish. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I gave him the weird, awkward look, you know, kind of going on. The handshake ended up getting weird. And it was like, why are we holding hands this long? Like Ant-Man and Captain America and Captain America Civil War. He's like, Captain America, it's nice to meet you. I'm shaking your hand way too long. You know, and I'm like, why are we still shaking hands? Like, You're trying to question me and like shake my hand the whole time. Like, what is this? Some kind of some kind of gang initiation thing? Like, what are we doing? And listen, the guy was not wearing a head covering. He was not wearing ZZ. And yeah, so. Consider the source is what I thought in the back of my head. And I said, consider timing. This is not the time or the place to uh, get into a debacle. So I said, oh, okay. so you don't think I'm Jewish. Um, What are you? And he said, oh, I'm Israelite. I was like, "Okay." anytime you hear anybody, especially of a more ethnic colored skin, like a a little shade of brown, you know, uh, a little African-American persuasion look going to him, you know, uh, just slowly back away bless them tell them to have a wonderful day um yeah because could get really really ugly if you engage so i'm like i'm at work right now i got things to do i don't got time for this so i said oh okay cool And he's like all right and i just was like okay well have a good day and just left like i didn't even try to like make sense of it all so It's really confusing. And it's really like, wait, what what do you mean? I'm not Jewish and I'm a Jew. Like, what are you talking about? So don't even ask that question. He that kind of person that presents himself in that manner. They're not worthy of engaging in dialogue like that. However, the third party bystander is a really close friend of mine. So I had to follow up with him and say, hey, I'm so sorry you had to see that. And um, yeah, that's the whole thing that's going on right now with our nation, with the nation of Israel. There are some who call themselves Israel who are not Israel. And apparently, according to some of our fellow Lapinics up north, that, uh, Some people are starting to impersonate rabbis and really stir the pot about uh, anti-Semitism type stuff and really kind of hype that up. So that's unfortunato. So that's uh, weird. Anyway, why would you dress up as a rabbi just to spark on some uh, or that was a bad choice of words just to uh, stir the pot on uh, instigating. There we go. Instigating anti-semitism i mean we have plenty of anti-semitism in the world why are you gonna go and add fuel to the fire you know now i don't read into any of that and i don't know what's going on i just kind of saw that headline and i was like hmm unfortunate, but anyway so continuing on uh i follow up and i'm like telling my close friend here i'm just like so you know there there's this thing so The state of Israel, as it is now, uh, was not established via Torah. It was established like nationalism, uh, more diplomatic government type style. Wasn't necessarily based on, you know, who's in covenant or not. But there's lots with bloodlines. There's lots with Zionism, which is another word like a zealousness for Jerusalem. Like this is the place. This belongs to Israel. Da, 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 da. Not necessarily saying that this belongs to Jews, just saying it belongs to Israel. And as you, if you've watched the Aliyah Day with Rabbi Griffin, a.k.a. Captain Israel, you know that uh, Israelites, a Hebrew and a Jew a Jewish person, uh, a descendant of Jacob, uh, B'nai Israel, those are all synonymous terms. So, uh, so yeah, so it's kind of weird if you go, yeah, I'm an Israelite or I'm a black Israelite or, you know, I'm, you know, whatever you want to call yourself type thing other than saying Jewish, you know, oh, I'm a Hebrew. Oh, you're one of them Hebrews, aren't you? It's like, okay, so, you know, Abraham, who's the first Jew, by the way, he was also called a Hebrew. And so did Jonah, Jonah, the prophet, when he was in the stormy boat, right before he got uh, swallowed up by the fish, he said, I am a Jew. I am a Hebrew. He said, I'm a Hebrew, which he was saying I'm a Jew because Evri, which is Hebrew. I'm a crossed over one. You know, uh, that's that's what I am. So I told him all that. Then I said, and furthermore, what's complicating the thing is that there's all this infighting. You got all the different sects and branches of Judaism, uh, from Hasidic to ultra-Orthodox, Haredi, all that, get ready, down, set, goes, to your uh, modern Orthodox, to your conservative, to your reforms. Uh, there's people who are like, yeah, my mother was Jewish, that's cool, or yeah, my great, 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 to the gr- 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 great, 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 great granddaddy like breaking it all the way down like bro after we pass about two three hundred years of history i'm pretty sure your dna is a little mixed up right now i mean i know it's in there but it ain't like you know you're saying like your dad or your granddad's jewish or your grandmother your great grandmother's jewish you're like you're reaching back like we're talking before the printing press like so just calm down you know but anyway so there's all that going on and it's like, okay, so if you have just uh, grew up in a non-Jewish household, you lived your whole life in paganism and now you're walking in the true faith and especially if you followed Mashiach into this, you know, Mashiach led you here kind of thing. Mashiach Yeshua led you to become a Jewish believer. Now it's just like, oh no, that is way wrong. That is like, get out of there. What's wrong with you? You're just mixing stuff up. You're bringing in all that, that Westernism and that Christianity stuff and all that. Blah, 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 you know? And it's like, okay, so everybody's doing all that, right? Meanwhile, when we were in Egypt, because we're in Parsha Shemot this week, um, that didn't really matter because when it was time for the death of the firstborns which was the final plague before everybody was sent out like if you're alive and no none of your firstborns out in your house I don't care get out literally like you and your little lamb blood on the doorpost type people if that was you get out I don't want you here it's like but But I'm an Egyptian. I grew. I was born in Egypt. I grew up here. It's like I don't care. Did you put blood on the doorpost? Oh yeah. Well, get out. Okay. It's just like whoa. Okay. So that didn't really matter. And to complicate things even more, when you live your life this way and covenant with Hashem, that is following Torah, keeping the commandments, believing in Yeshua, all that good stuff. That uh, when persecution of spiritual and physical types come forth uh they come at you coming in hot like a heat-seeking missile and it's just kind of like oh well if i'm not really jewish then why am i getting attacked like this you know why do i feel so much uh pulling me away you know why do i feel such an identity crisis or why do I feel like, oh, woe is me, I don't fit in, and woe is me, I'm behind, and I don't know enough halakha, and da-da-da-da-da, I'm just trying to do my best, I just learned what shalom means, da-da-da-da-da, you know, and it's like, that should be proof right there for you, like, because cause, uh, I'm gonna go over this again, but, you know, when a Jewish baby is born, they don't have any qualms whatsoever about their identity if they're jewish and all this kind of stuff because they're not really focused on you know halakha because because they're a baby because the baby is nursing at their mother you know and then they're walking around goo goo ga or crawling around or rolling around whatever you want to call it you know and then they're having a good time in the environment and everything but Nobody's questioning a two or three year old about halakha. It's just like, okay, if you see them doing something wrong, okay, like correct that. But you don't go, ah, what's wrong with you? I thought you were Jewish. It's like, I'm a baby. I'm kind of like just figuring out my sea legs here, you know? (laughs) Like, okay, fresh out the womb. Okay, you know, like don't talk to me right now. I know more Torah than you know i just learned it all and i forgot it it was a very traumatic experience thanks for bringing it up you know because babies are taught Torah in the womb but anyway so every baby by the way not just jewish babies so that should tell you something say la say to the liza anyway uh so all this is going on so you know my my close friend looks at me after i break all this information now, i literally just all rockets out, just unloaded for like a minute and just went, you know, just like that. And he goes, huh? Sounds like money. I was like, seriously, dude, what is wrong with you? Like, that's what you synthesize everything down to. He's like, yeah. Uh, you know, sounds like money controls everything. So who's got the money and who's got the power? And it's just like, okay, well, you're violent, and uh, you saw right through everything I was talking about. So, you know, and he was like, and side note, don't just be hitting me with the zit zit, And be like, uh, what, like, you didn't tell me what those are. And I'm like, oh, Numbers 15. He's like, uh, yeah, you want to explain that? Oh, it's the book of Numbers and the Bible. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, oh, uh, dude, you know what? I'll just send you, like, a, a little... You know, a little just kind of get you some on that. Okay, so I went to the Care Heard Humash, went to Numbers 15, the last few verses, 37 through 40, and took a little screenshot of that. You know, it's got the interpolated translation about you know uh, wearing, uh, putting the ZZ on the four corners of the garment, putting the takelit in there, and then looking up on them to remember to serve a shem, not strapped to our eyes. Then it's got the Hasidic insights in there. Then it's got little diagrams what the ZZ look like. There's two uh, ways that the kahor Humash brings down. You could tie like the uh, d- different customs that uh, have developed. Um, there's wh- there's probably way more than two ways to tie ZZ, but uh, yeah, they all have to do with 39s and uh, eight eight strings, five knots, you know, 13 on each corner. Breaks down the gematria of ZZ, which is 600, and then you add the 13 from the five and the eight of one corner, so you have ZZ equaling 613, And then all that goodness. And then you take the four corners and, you know, so you're wearing like the four wings, the four corners, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And you get into the number four, all that. Anyway, so I sent that to him. He goes, well, this is sad. And I go, "Okay," because I texted that to him. And literally, this is what his text says. This this was probably I'm calling him like a Wolverine, like this guy just slashes. He goes. Okay, that's what's up. America took that and recreated something similar. They could sell for profit to everyone. You remember WWJD? And I'm like, oh my goodness. He says, we live in a capitalistic world. Money over saving someone's soul. After that, I just kind of threw my phone. But uh, yeah. Money over saving people's soul. This is why we don't have converts. This is why the temple still not built. And quite frankly, this is why people are not savvy to Torah and Judaism. And it's appropriate and originally intended way. So we're fighting really greed and selfishness and all of that wonderfulness that we took in from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Just kind of like, all right, so is that really how we want to roll? If you're in the C class, if you're a Avenger, if you are a get you some for Hashem, then hopefully your answer is no, because ain't nobody got time for that. We want Mashiach now and we want the whole world to experience redemption. Ain't got no time for people to be building a Tower of Babel. We ain't got no time for people to be telling people they're not Jewish just because they don't know a certain halakha. If the person is saying Shema Yisrael, if the person is seeking and striving to do the best that they can do, then back up with all due respect. So anyway, so again, I want to bring down Uh, this pure of vote reference that I brought up in the via key um, podcast that I did uh, last week. And uh, let's see if I have it queued up here. I believe it was pure of vote chapter five, but uh, let me see. But it went through the different life stages of uh, a Jew, like You know, you got to grow up and things like that. And so what are you responsible for at certain points in time? So let's see here. If I got a history of what I looked up. It's kind of dangerous because I kind of do a lot of searches and a lot of studies. And so... Making sure that I have this up is kind of like, are we sure we want to try to do this? All right. So we're just going to go to see here. Pure K, a vote. I'm going to have to eyeball this thing instead of my. Automatic searching missile. Know it's in here somewhere. All right. Okay, I can't do it that way. Hmm. let's see, I think I got, I know Pirkei vote is in the Minka study of Shabbat, so let's go ahead and go there, so if you have your sedur and you go to your Shabbat, Uh, And there is Minka on Shabbat. They have Pirkei Avot over there. So after the kid is for Ba, after the Minka service. Minka for Shabbat, Pirkei Avot. And I believe it is chapter five. And it's early on in there. No. All right, chapter five. And it's got that beautiful drop at the beginning about being like a leopard and quick to do Hashem's will. All that amazingness. Telling you, Pure K.O. Vote is a beautiful collection of uh, wisdom. Chapter six. Mm. Let's see here. Thank you for your patience. Okay, it's not chapter six. Let's try. Going through one chapter at a time. So I'm in chapter two. Not seeing it. Chapter three. Chapter four back on this again all right slowing down the search here chapter five again All right, Baruch Hashem is chapter five, starts at verse twenty-five or section twenty-five. It says he used to say, "A five-year-old begins scripture." So, and I'm really speaking to those who are brand new, you know, to understanding Messiah Yeshua is our conversion to begin with the spiritual regeneration that has to happen from the inside, and to those who are uh, investigating and walking in the ways of Torah, you know, it's like, okay, so if you've been in this for five years, here's your level of, uh, standard. Here's your standard. You want to be at scripture, like the written Torah. Do you know the Torah portions? Do you know what Shemot means and how to find Shemot in a, Tanakh or in a Humash? Do you have either of those? Do you have a Tanakh or a Humash? Do you have a Bible of any kind? That's the mark for five years. When you're 10 years old, you begin, Be say begin, begin with the Mishnah, which is the oral Torah. This is given over to Moshe. I'm going to go all the way back to Pirkei Avot 1 just so I make sure I quote this verbatim for you. Okay. Because this is super important. Where does the mission come from? I'm glad you asked. It comes from Moshe from Sinai transmitted to Joshua, which is Yehoshua, AKA Yeshua, and then to the elders and then the elders to the prophets and then the prophets to the men of the great assembly. The man of great assembly, I'm talking people like Zechariah, Malachi, Ezra, Mordecai, Haggai, uh, Zerubbabel, like those kind of people. The people who have books in the Bible <laughs> anyway. Uh, and they said three things. It says, be deliberate in judgment, develop many disciples and make a fence for the Torah. So anyway, so when you're 10, you're expected to begin studying Mishnah. So by the time you're 10, you're pretty familiar with the written Torah and you're beginning the oral Torah study. So if you're ahead of the game on that, mazal tov, but don't get crazy. Next up, it says a 13 year old, 12 if you're a girl, unless you want to. I mean, I mean, if you're really holy, you know, 12, but if not, everybody, 13. You become obliged to observe the commandments, okay? This is when you want to start eating kosher. You want to start, you know, um, wearing tefillin if you're a guy. You want to start dressing zanute if you're a girl. You should be zanute already, but this is like really stretching it. Like, 13 years old, observe the commandments. It's like, well, what were we doing before, living under our parents, (laughs) but now it's up to you. Okay. So you need to be seeking out what commandments you can do. The beautiful thing is, uh, in Acts chapter 15, obviously this was understood that, uh, we're going to need to do a little bit more than just, uh, have people show up and read scripture. Let's have them abstain from blood, abstain from sexual immorality, meat strangled and, uh, idolatry. So if they can start there, that'd be great. And then we'll work on the rest. We'll work on if they know about kipotes. We'll work on if they know about uh, Zit Zit, And we'll uh, work on if they know about, you know, uh, whether or not they should cook on Shabbat and all this kind of stuff. We'll we'll get that. But we need them to come in the door with this information because we can walk on the same path if we can do this. All right. So they're going to by the time we get to the Parsha and Bami Bar. In the book of Numbers, which is Parsha Shalak, then they're gonna find out about Zidzi, and then they're like, "Oh, I know about Zidzi. I should, I should have them. We just studied about it. Like this is great. Let me give me some Zidzi, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So it's gonna come up, and it's like, all right, beautiful, Bruk All right, so that's thirteen. So thirteen years old, written Torah, studying the Oral Torah should be about uh three years into studying the Oral Torah, and then you're beginning to be observant in the commandments. So again, if you're already at that level, don't get crazy. Next, it says, if you're 15, begin the study of the Gemara, the other half of the Talmud, which is where all the rabbis comment back and forth on the Mishnah. That is called the Gemara. So when you're 15, you're observing the commandments. You're beginning to study the Gemara. You are five years into studying the Mishnah, so you kind of know, hey, this Gemara is talking about this because I studied this for five years. And then it says, uh, and you should also, at this point, be familiar with Scripture. Okay, it's kind of weird if you're 15 and you don't even know what a humash is, and yet you're studying the Gemara. And it's just kind of like, how, how did you, how did that happen there? That that's a loophole of some sort, or that's a a high impedance air gap. There's a disconnect somewhere anyway. So 15 happy 15. Uh, If you're 18 years old, you want to go into the marriage canopy. Now, obviously this has shifted because of our society. These days, people are getting married at like 40. Sometimes it's just like, okay, that's fine. But, uh, yeah. Just uh this is just, you know, some some uh, standards and some kind of parameters to give us an idea of what we're looking at. Eighteen marriage canopy. Uh Twenty years old. Begin pursuit of livelihood. OK, this is why I want to encourage everyone. If you're not really sure what you want to do in life, study Torah and get yourself a trade. Rashi. Yes, the commentator Rashi, he was a wine person like he he made wine. So he was a winemaker and then he's studied Torah. So it's just like, okay, so plumber, study Torah, Uh, locksmith and study Torah. You know, whatever you want to do, get yourself a trade. If you're not really sure about your career and all that. That will ensure success because whether or not you know how to do calculus or how to do chemistry, I guarantee you if you're proficient at your trade, then uh, you will have bread on the table that you have worked for that Hashem has provided. So get you some of that. Uh, Obviously, opportunity has to match in there somewhere because you can't just be like, ah, I got a trade, but I ain't working. And I don't have any opportunity to work. And it's like, well, that's going to lead to some interesting logistics. All right. So the next thing is when you're 30, it says you attain full strength. 40 years old, you attain understanding. 50 years old, you can offer counsel. Now. I think that's really amazing because it's just like if you really waited until you were 50 years old and after that point is when you're really like seeking to counsel people or like really you know confident about it and it's like great but if you're not 50 yet and you're like oh, I'm the best counselor in town like nobody can touch me you know Deion Sanders prime time type attitude like if you're like that that's that's a red flag but you know it's just saying like don't get crazy. Like, okay, your friend can ask you something or, you know, people can bounce stuff off of you, but don't feel like you're like, oh man, I got this. And even at 50, obviously, if you're that age and you're now as a vote brings down, uh, you're probably not going to be thinking of yourself very high and mighty to be like, if you need counseling, come to me. You're going to be like, I would love to help you. Uh, If if you need anything, just let me know. Like you would be confident, but you wouldn't be like crazy, you know, kind of thing. Anyway, 60 years old, uh, you attain seniority. You're a senior. All right. 70, it says you're a ripe old age. 80, it says it shows strength. And then 90 becomes stooped over. 100 years old, it is as if he were dead, passed away, and ceased from the world. All right, so those are a few benchmarks that I wanted to really bring back up. Again, as Mishnah, Avot vote 523. All right, so just some good gauges for you to kind of help you stay focused. And, and then the final thing I really want to close out for the C-Class intro is just really making sure, like... When you're studying these insights, when you're logging into the Aliyah day and the Musar with Batya and the conversion classes, attending shul, Shabbat services, live streaming, whatever your gamut is, just keep a steady, humble focus, really yearn for Mashiach, and through everything, Davin and, um, have acts of kindness and, uh, also be people of sound mind. Okay. Like, don't just try to go and just be like, I want 50,000 hours of Torah study today. And I need 16 rabbis to help me do it. Or I need all my sources stacked up in front of my face. So nobody can see that I'm even here, you know, and, uh, neglect chores and neglect family and all that kind of stuff. Like, put the brakes on. Okay. And put the Jake brakes on if you're 18 wheeler styling it. Okay. Because you have to live this thing out. Okay. It's a, it's a daily living thing, you know? So you need to have time you know, for leisure with your family to grow and know them. And yes, Torah will naturally come up. You know, you'll have oh man, da 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 that reminds me of da 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 you know, and you'll have those moments, you know. And really as you're studying Torah, what's really gonna show that it's actually uh penetrating you and becoming and you're becoming one with the Torah is how you respond to life and how uh, how much your mind is more under control, how much your passions are subdued, those kinds of things. Because, you know, if you're just a person who studies, 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 but yeah, you're mean, you're bitter, you're sour, you're uh, super indulgent and chaspe shalom, philanderous, drunk, drunken person, you know, beating people, abusive, all that kind of stuff, very just lashon Hurrah, like that's not good. You know, that's not a good look. You know what I'm saying? If you're telling people they're not Jewish, that's not good. You know, you don't want to do that. And also, you don't want to be a people who's combative. You don't want to be like, all right, I heard you talk about this. But what do you think about that? Because, yeah, I mean, you're wrong anyway. So you need to consider this other point. You know, it's just kind of like, wow. Because again, Avengers we fight together, not with each other. Okay. This is not civil war. Okay. You don't have your superpowers to go fight each other. Okay. Iron Man doesn't have a suit to keep going round for round with Captain America. Neither does Spider Man have his suit and his powers to go round for round with Ant Man. Okay. Spiders versus ants, Captains versus uh, Iron Man's, and Hulks versus Thor's, and all this kind of stuff. Like, OK, you could spar, but like seriously fighting, like what's the deal? Like, come on, you know, uh, Gamora's versus Nebula's and Star-Lord's versus Wolverine's and, you know, Cyclops versus, you know, Storm or or whoever, you know, like everybody needs to work together. There's plenty of enemies to take down, namely our own Yatsuhara which is, uh, quite the foe. Okay. And so, uh, and furthermore, our Yatahara is needing to be subdued into Torah. So we are headed into Shemote and coming at you, uh, will be the first C class Shemot podcast. So stay tuned for that. So hopefully this was helpful information. Everybody stay suited up, stay focused, And with us praying and hoping for the final redemption speedily in our days, doing all that we can to hasten the redemption, speeding it up, studying Torah, making repentance, you know, making converts, gathering in the divine sparks, making Mashiach focused um, teachings and lectures. Like as we're doing all these things, it's important that no matter how long it takes, no matter how much intensity we have to bring forth that we hold fast and do it. Keep your eyes open. Don't shut them. Don't try to seek opinion or opinions and approvals of men. Okay. But stay focused on Hashem and you know, whatever you're doing and however fast you're growing, just remember you got the rest of your life to figure it out. Obviously none of us know the the day or the time or the hour when we're going to die, but, uh, You know, you do know that you have to put one foot in front of the other. So do the best you can and don't let anybody tell you that uh, your halakha is terrible and you need more and you're not doing good enough because it's like, do you realize what it takes to show up to shul? Do you realize what it takes to study the Torah portion? Do you realize what it takes to even begin to strive for being a Jew? All right. And uh, oh, and the other thing, too, because I talked about lightly approaching Christianity is to know that, OK, so Mashiach obviously is uh, at the gates of Christianity, but he's not a part of Christianity. So therefore, when he's teaching or when his apostles are teaching, they're not teaching us Christian things. So if people go, I don't know why you want to study the letters. I don't know why you want to act all Christian like it's like, no nobody taught Christianity, uh, but Rome like Constantine church fathers, Catholic people, and all that kind of stuff. Those are the people who teach Christianity, not Paul's, not Peter's, not James, not John's, not Mark's, not Matthew's, not Luke's. Okay. Not even acts. Okay. Not even revelation. None of that is Christian. Okay. It's all Jewish. So anyway, that is my final words on the C-Class intro. So, Baruch Hashem. May we merit to see Moshiach Yeshua speedily and soon in our days. Baruch Habah Bishem Adonai.